Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Comic Source Comic Boom collaboration. It's time for Spawn Daily. Uh, apologize, Rocky can't join me on this episode. He had some uh, family obligations that came up uh, kind of out of nowhere. So uh, I'll be running solo, at least for this episode, maybe for the next few. Uh, we're wishing Rocky all the best as he deals with uh, some uh, some incidents that have, that have popped up for him. So uh, meanwhile, we're going to continue covering the issues of Spawn. Just a reminder of what we're doing here, everybody. It's the 30th anniversary of Spawn and Image Comics this year, so we thought it would be a fun idea to read the entire Spawn series. And, you know, this really was spurred by the fact that last year, uh, Todd McFarlane launched his Spawn universe. And really, it was this this year, the last one came out, just, just this last week. We talked about the numbers for Gunslinger Spawn, King Spawn, The Scorched, uh, and how they didn't really reach the levels of Spawn in 1992, but obviously comic sales, you know, none of them reached those levels. Original Spawn, the first issue sold 1.7. So still these three issues of new series that Spawn, uh, that McFarlane put out under the Spawn universe name, all did really, really well. There was also a fourth number one called Spawn Universe that was a one shot, which gave us a little glimpse into what each of these four were going to, uh, these four titles are going to be about. And you know, I haven't necessarily talked about this on the podcast yet, but one of the other things that I want to mention is that McFarlane wants not, not just a Spawn universe, but he wants, in a lot of ways, a shared superhero universe that starts with Spawn and then grows organically, right? Like, right now, all, all the titles that are coming out, the regular Spawn, King Spawn, Gunslinger Spawn, and Scorched are all Spawn-centric, right? Like, all the main characters are Spawn himself or you know, other versions of Spawn, but there's, there's a lot of other characters in the Spawn universe. And you can sort of see in the early issues that, that we've covered so far that it was clear that McFarlane liked the idea of a shared universe. He was constantly trying to cross over with Liefeld. And obviously we, we've talked about it, how Youngblood had a lot of um, delays, not that Spawn didn't too, but Youngblood had even more. Liefeld couldn't keep on the schedule and it made it, it made it tough to cross over. But early on, uh, McFarlane, he did other things, too, that really kind of show that he wants to expand. You know, you had the Violator miniseries and the Angela miniseries. So, again, this this desire to be able to read those and, and get on board with that Spawn universe when it starts is what kind of spurred me to go back and say, you know what? I, you know, I thought about doing this a few years ago when Spawn hit 300 because I remember liking the first whatever it was, 12 or 14 issues that I read when I bought them off the rack. But then, you know, I fell off. I fell off a of spawn because a lot of it had to do with the delays. And obviously, it's I've, there's been various times over the years where I've said, you know what, I'm going to get back in. And I'll start buying it, uh, but never reading it because you know I needed to go back to the beginning. But now it's all available digitally, so it's easy to go back. And we we've, we've decided to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Spawn and to be able to be caught up to read the new stuff. Hey, let's read a Spawn comic every day, at least one Spawn comic every day, and tell you guys about it. So if you're missing the first 12 issues, go back. We did a 12 days of Spawn miss as we counted down to Christmas. We counted down to the 12th issue of Spawn. That episode came out on Christmas Day. And then starting on January 1st, we continued with issue 13. And uh, again, apologize that this one's coming out a little late. Still Sunday, <laughs> so we haven't technically missed a day. Uh, but again, some circumstances beyond our control. Uh, we'll be back on track. I'll release the, the Monday episode for issue 29 on Monday, but I'm going to put it much later in the day. Like usually the way I schedule all my episodes is 
if I only have one, it goes out at like 6 a.m. Eastern. And if I have multiple, I'll do like 6 a.m. and then 9 a.m. or 6 and 8 or sometimes 6 and noon. Uh, but again, I don't want to stack them up on you guys. So yeah, I think tomorrow I'll probably do like maybe 2 p.m. Eastern uh, for the second episode. And then I, there's a bunch more um, episodes coming of Spawn and also interviews, creator-owned stuff. And, you know, we're we're busier than ever at the comic source and we have you guys to thank for that because creators are reaching out like i've got either a podcast recording collaboration with another podcaster or youtuber or an interview like every day for the next two weeks so it's a great problem to have it's a lot of fun being able to share our love of comics with all you guys so yeah uh last thing i'll mention is the dc spotlight may also be late this week it may not go out at 6 a.m eastern on tuesday Again, uh, I want Rocky to be able to join me for that. I don't want to have to do it solo, but it's totally up to his schedule and, and what he has going on. So we'll try to get it out for you, uh, you know, as usual, uh, but it may not be out until late Tuesday evening. I just, I don't know at this point. So anyway, let's go ahead and dive into uh, issue 28 of Spawn. We know that issue 29 ended on uh, a cliffhanger. I'm going to go ahead and, and share my screen with you guys so you can see. Uh, and if you remember... What happened at the end of issue 29 was Curse had come to the alley to try to steal Spawn's power. He, for some reason, he thought that Spawn might be a, an agent of heaven, and he wanted to steal his power because he sees himself as an agent of heaven. And then uh, he found out that Spawn wasn't, thought he had killed him, thought he was uh, figured out he was not an agent of heaven because, in his words, somebody an agent of heaven would have faith and wouldn't have been defeated as easily. But Spawn wasn't defeated and ends up beating the crap out of Curse. So the issue ended with some of the, the, the homeless people, some of the alley people that had sort of been buying into what Curse was selling, buying, drinking the Kool-Aid, I guess you could say, with what he was talking about with, you know, we need to be better and, and we need to repent from our sins and, you know, just being a, a typical preacher. And there's always going to be people that kind of fall for that. And Spawn was going after him saying, you came into my domain, you messed with me, I'll go through whoever I have to to get you. He's he kind of, Spawn was kind of going going ham, you know, he's kind of going crazy. Uh, so that's how the last issue uh, ended. So I was curious if this issue would start off with Spawn like throwing homeless guys that he's sort of sworn to protect, you know, toss them over his shoulder while he goes after this cursed guy. So uh, we'll see how issue 29 starts. Uh, as you can see, Todd McFarlane does the story. It's McFarlane and Greg Capullo on the art with a special thanks to Kevin Conrad. I think maybe he handled some of the inks. I'm not sure. Uh, Tom Orzakowski on the letters and Steve Olaf does the colors. So uh, it starts off and what we see is it's we've jumped forward um, a, a few a few minutes at least, right? Like like I said, it ended on somewhat of a cliffhanger. Now we, we don't even see. I don't know if McFarlane didn't know what he wanted to do with that or, or what have you, but apparently he he made it through those homeless guys one way or the other. And he's, he's literally like crucified curse curses. You can see uh, his, you know, metal arm his robotic arm that spawn had ripped off. And he's uh, you know, one side, all these cables lashed around these pipes. And then he's, he's got another pipe that's sticking through his wrist. that's pinning him to the wall. His legs are wrapped up in cables as well. And he's moaning to spawn or yelling at spawn. You're going to die for this. And, Spawn is, he's, uh, he's sulking. I, that's the guess, best way to say it, right? He's like, man, every one of them, all these psychos coming after me, 
why won't anybody get the message? No one's going to walk onto my turf again. I've got to put up a warning sign. And, and that's what he's considering uh, curse to be. He's just going to pin this guy to his wall. So anybody that comes into his domain will be frightened. We'll realize, hey, this isn't somebody that you you can mess with. So as uh, as curse is threatening, that Spawn's going to die for this. Spawn's just telling him, shut up. And it's interesting. Curse goes for, for being a man of faith, right? He's like, watch your tone. Um, you may have broken me physically, but my, my spirit is stronger than ever. And I've seen the error of my ways. I, I, I've been forsaken. And after, you know, everything I've given up, all my sacrifices, you know, we saw that he gouged out his own eye and he scarred in his other uh, side of his face and he, he sacrificed his arm. And all of a sudden, um, nothing has happened. He never got any power. He never got an answer from God or Jesus or whoever. And now all of a sudden he's just giving up on his faith. It doesn't really have that. It, it, I don't know. It seems strange. It doesn't have that much of a set of a feeling of, of authenticity, I guess is how I'd put it because, you know, this guy's dedicated his whole life. We know he wanted peace and he's, you know, he just was preaching to the alley people, the homeless people in last issue. And now all of a sudden, just that quick, he's ready to throw it all away. He even said, so I cast away my allegiance. I'm going to fight my battles alone. You know, I'm no longer pray to heaven. Uh, my war starts now with you. You might take human shape, but I, but I know what you are. I know where you came from. I'm going to kill you. And Spawn's just ignoring him. You know, he doesn't really care what this guy has to say. He's already been defeated in his mind. So meanwhile, we see that uh, Wanda is heading into the city. She's going to go look for Spawn. She's she wants answers, right? We know that last issue, we saw her helping out her husband, Terry, with all the files that he somehow brought home from his top secret job, but didn't get in trouble for. Uh, just very strange. But this is kind of interesting, too. It's like um, we find out that this is the first time that Wanda has ever driven across the bridge into New York City, which I find. So she lives in Queens. I mean, Queens is still New York. Right. So I don't, I don't know. This just read really strange to me. It's the first time. I mean, if you grew up there, really, it's the first time you've ever driven a car. I, I'm assuming it means into Manhattan. I think a lot of times when people say New York City, that's what they're talking about, Manhattan. But I mean, you live in Queens. You, and if you've driven a car in Queens, you've driven in New York City. But anyway, um, just I, I thought it was kind of strange. And it's also strange that she's doing this at night all by herself. Again, you just kind of wonder. So on the next page, we see a, a little recap. It's talking about how bad Terry feels because he can't trust the people he works with and he thought they were friends and he was betrayed. And we all, you know, it's again, it's recap, it's exposition. It's it's great for anybody who's jumping on to this as their first issue of Spawn. But if you've been following all along, you know all this stuff. And so she pulls up in this area where, uh, you know, Terry had told her he was very bad part of the town or even told she uh, she, pay, she paying attention to her decrepit surroundings. And of course, right away, beautiful woman, nice car. There's some ne'er-do-wells that, that spot her right away. So meanwhile, Spawn's gotten tired of Curse running his mouth, and he kind of goes off saying, I'm king here. <laughs> Again, it just seems sort of strange. It seemed like a lot of the characterization we had for Al Simmons, at least before he died, he was a very kind of humble guy. And now all of a sudden, he's tired of being attacked and he's saying, you know, I'm King. And, you know, we, we know that the other homeless people built him a throne. Maybe some of that stuff's going to his head. Um, 
So he's telling Curse, you're, you're not in a position to threaten anybody. I, I make the rules here. Um, get that through your skull. So, you know, rant and rave, rave, whatever you want. I'll be back. Uh, no idea where he's, where he's going. So meanwhile, uh, again, Wanda is wandering around these back alleys, you know, terrible place to be at night alone as a woman and, you know, a beautiful woman at that who's, who's wearing expensive clothes and whatnot. Like she's supposed to be a smart person, right? Like, again, this just seems like a really, really bad idea. And sure enough, we see those guys that saw her get out of the car kind of stalking her. Uh, so we get a quick uh, peek in here at Sam and Twitch. Sam's going over the uh, file that uh, that Spawn gave him on um, on the chief. What's his name? Chief uh, uh, Banks. And uh, Twitch is like, weren't you supposed to show that to Chief Banks and get him off our back, you know, and and, and make sure he, he stops the patrol, stops looking for Spawn and and uh, Sam's like, man, that guy's been on my case for years. You think I'm just going to give this up? No way. You know, I'm going to use it to my you know, best abilities. And as they're going through it, they see something that really surprises them. Like, like this can't be true. It's really sick. But we're told by McFarland, we'll have to wait to find out what it is. Similarly, he's in, uh, Sam and Twitch aren't the only ones looking at files. Terry Fitzgerald is at home with his daughter. He's going through files as well still trying to figure out who it was that set him up. And then the phone rings and it's one of Wanda's friends. And it just so happens to be the friend that Wanda had told Terry, Hey, I'm going over to Sheila's house. And then Sheila calls and says, Hey, is Wanda there? And Terry's like, wait, what? She said she was going over to your house to talk about some new charity. She was like, I haven't talked to her all day. So wah, 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 just out of, you know, the plot out of every, uh, teenager sneaking out of the house kind of thing. You always get caught. I mean, pretty coincidental. Like if you're Wanda, why don't you, why aren't you calling Sheila saying, Hey, I won't be home. Don't call or Hey, I'll see you. Like something, something to cover your tracks, just not straight up lie to your husband. But the other thing that's strange is when Terry finds out about this, we're told that he goes stone cold silent and the possibilities of what might be happening are too horrific to think about. So why does he automatically assume it's something bad? Maybe she needed some time to herself. Maybe she was running to the store. Maybe she's cheating on him. Why does it have to be that this is something horrific, right? I, I, I don't know. It's, I just, it's so strange. Like, why does your mind immediately go to something horrific? Something bad might be happening. Like, there's a lot of possibilities. Why would you automatically assume? You know, I would think it was strange if it happened to me, but I wouldn't automatically assume something horrific is happening to my wife. Now, granted... I didn't just run into spawn and, and almost get killed by a giant cyborg. So I can see why he'd be a little worried. So anyway, meanwhile, back in the alley, Wanda, of course, is having no luck. Everybody's tight-lipped. They're not, they don't know who this chick is. They're not about to spill their guts on who spawn is, but she does flash some green around and that does get one guy to, to be her quote unquote tour guide. So she takes him to where spawn's throne is, or at least takes him close and then says, you know, kind of points her down the road, says, Hey, it's around the corner over there. Go check it out. I won't get any closer. And when Wanda goes and peeks around the corner, what does she see? But the warning sign that Spawn left for everybody, she sees curse pinned up on the wall and he says, help me, help me. And she freaks out seeing this guy who's, you know, bloody and arm ripped off or whatever. And she screams and starts running away and then trips because of course she does. And what's interesting when we see her trip, I wonder why the hell she didn't trip sooner because she knew she was going to an alley, right? She knew she was going to this decrepit, desolate, 
bad part of the city to search for this guy. Does she wear boots? Does she wear tennis shoes? Does she wear any kind of shoes that would be practical at all? No, she's wearing high heels. Like, again, Wanda's supposed to be intelligent. I'm really questioning. I really, really question her intelligence on this. Bad enough she goes there at night alone, doesn't tell anybody she's going there. She's wearing freaking high heels. Are you kidding me? How did she not trip before this? <laughs> That's what I want to know. So sure enough, she falls down, splat, I guess mud, whatever. She's got some crap all over her face. The two guys that are following her have been uh, catch up. And I guess they decide, well, this is the, they've been following her all this time. But now all of a sudden, this is the place underneath the guy pinned to the wall. This is the place where we're going to assault her and have our way with her. And there, these three guys are arguing over who gets to go first and whatnot. And then we hear a voice from the shadows um, because uh, there's a cat that gets spooked. Um, and these guys are yelling, hey, who, who's in there? Who's in that, in that dark alcove? And all of a sudden, a, a piece of wood comes flying out and hits the main guy. It's like sharp on one end, and it, uh, it nails him. Another guy gets a, uh, a brick thrown into him and it knocks him out. And the third guy just runs, like takes off running, scared to death. And all of a sudden, we hear this crack, snap, crunch. Bones are breaking, and a voice says, who's next? And Spawn steps out of the alley. So... The one guy who had the sharp piece of wood in his leg pulls it out. He's holding it to Wanda's throat saying, back off, you know, or otherwise she gets it. Spawn's pissed off. You know, he already was in a bad mood. He's like, how dare you threaten me? Picks up the guy by the throat, tosses him aside. When the guy tries to uh, reach for his gun, Spawn steps on his hand. We're told that he'll never use his, uh, his only Usable digit on his right hand after tonight will be his thumb. So that really sucks for him. But anyway, Sp Spawn picks up the gun and says, bang, doesn't actually fire it at him. and says, get out of my sight. Get out of here. Don't come back. And then he turns his attention to Wanda. Right. So all along, this has been happening as Spawn was watching her almost get assaulted. And, and as he was fighting these guys, never once did he realize it was his wife until he actually turns to look at her. And I guess, I don't know, maybe because it was dark. Um, and he's like, okay, lady, next time, you know, you want to pay attention where you're walking. I mean, even Spawn knows like, what, what the hell are you here? You are by yourself walking around in dark alleys in the bad part of the city. What the hell's wrong with you? She says, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for anything to happen. And that's when he realizes, oh my God, Wanda. And we get this uh, full page spread here of, uh, and you can see the shadows make a heart and it's somewhat muted colors. It really stands out. And uh, she has, Wanda asks, who are you? He says, someone who cares. And she starts talking about how, well, you know, I'm, I'm the wife of Terry and uh, we really want to thank you for, you know, what you did and recap of all of that. And she says, you know, thank you for, for helping us remain a family. And, you know, obviously Spawn's got all these feelings, all these emotions. And, but Wanda just saw this guy beat the crap out of three dudes like in a matter of seconds so she's obviously you know frightened and so yeah she has these tears coming down her face and the mud and whatever spawn reaches out to try to wipe some of that away and she like recoils from him and that that shocks al he's like oh, oh my god you're you're afraid of me and she says yeah i'm, I'm sorry and Sp and al's like no you know it's my fault i mean he, he did cut loose on those guys right he's in a bad mood he's sick of people coming into his turf and Whatever. So anyway, Wanda gives him what she came to give him, gives him a picture of the family. 
and says, you know, you did more than just save Terry's life. You saved our family. And, you know, I realized it was a mistake for me to come here. Please forgive me. I, I won't ever come again. So she didn't actually, she, she did what she set out to do. She went and found Spawn, but she has all these questions, but she didn't, I mean, she did ask at one point, who are you? And he says, someone who cares. She didn't, I don't know, I guess her fright uh, overwhelmed her desire to get any kind of answers because it was kind of just a very surface level, just kind of a, a knee jerk. Who, who are you? And it says someone who cares shouldn't try to find out, you know, take off your mask or who were you before? Or how do you know, Terry? How did you know his name? You know, like she didn't get any answers again. I'll chalk it up to being frightened <laughs> the trauma of what she just saw. Maybe also chalk a little bit up to just not being very smart about the decisions that she was making when she went to hunt, hunt this guy down. So she runs off as Spawn's like, wait, no, don't, and you know, don't leave whatever, but she, 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 she does leave. So meanwhile, Spawn just sits there on his throne for hours, uh, staring at the picture is what we're, uh, is what we're told with one of the guys who, whose bones he broke and whatnot, just kind of sitting there and arms and legs at all kind of whack angles and curse is still pinned up to the wall next to him. So uh, we also get a, a little counter of how much energy spawn has left. So it should be the same as the last time we saw it. Cause he didn't use any in this, uh, in this issue. So seven zero one two is how much energy he has left. And, and that's how the issue ends. So it was a fun issue. Um, I, I, I would have liked if there hadn't been that jump between the end of 28 and 29, cause I was curious, like was spawn going to actually like start grabbing homeless guys that he sworn to protect and start tossing them left and right. So I don't know, maybe, maybe McFarland didn't know how to resolve that. So we do know curse is, uh, is done for. And maybe the, the important thing to note about him is the fact that he's, he's given up on his faith, right? He's given up on praying to God for help. Uh, he's forsake, you know, God hasn't helped him. He feels forsaken. He's on his own team now. Wouldn't even surprise me to see him go the other way. Um, you know, hey, Malbulja, how about giving me some power? Wanda does stupid Wanda things and is lucky that Spawn's there to to, uh, to save her. Sam and Twitch have found something crazy in the file. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, but all in all, an okay issue. It, it sort of only resolved one plot point, which is Wanda search for Spawn. Will she after she kind of gets over the trauma of this, would, would she go out and look for him again? Will she be smarter about it next time and take Terry along or take somebody else or go during the day? Just don't know. So all in all, it's a solid issue though. Great art by um, McFarlane and Capullo. There's not, there's not really much action. I mean, Spawn does go up against those three guys that are uh, assaulting Wanda, but it's not like it's, he's ever in danger. Um, and there weren't any like big splash pages or anything like that that were, fantastic so the bed is still on who's going to find out is it going to be wanda is it going to be terry who's going to find out that al simmons and spawn are one in the same first that hasn't been resolved either and it's interesting like we've talked in the past about how so much of the story focused on the heaven and hell and supernatural aspects magical aspects and then it shifted over and we were dealing with fbi and cia and mob and uh, nypd and then we thought we were shifting back to heaven and hell we got just a little bit of Malbolgia, and now it's like we're focusing on just Spawn himself in the alley and his, like his state of mind, which isn't real great. I mean, he's having a tough time right now. He, in a way, he's 
I feel like he's losing sight of who he was. You know, he like he was so uncertain of himself and he was questioning himself and he was trying to find answers and he felt more human. Now it feels like he's he's losing it in a lot of ways. Like he's losing his temper. He's screaming at people. I'm the king. I rule here. This is my like, you know, this is my turf. How dare you? Like he even talked before when he decided to to help out various people who've, who've come and asked him for help. He's talked about his relationship with the other guys that live in the alleys and how hanging out with them and, and acting human helps him to feel more human. Right. And that was part of the reason that he, he felt bad when he didn't help out the guy who had his, uh, his daughter taken away by, by CPS. Um, and, and, and he regretted that. So you would think that he, he would have the self-awareness to be like, Hey, I need to be sure that I'm I'm acting human because he he's acting out right now. He's he's not acting human at all. He's he's losing it. Like I said, he's he's freaking out and screaming and letting his ego and his power go to his head. So is in a way, I feel like he's playing into Mal Bulja's hands. This is what Mal Bulja wants. He's he's heading down that path of losing control and losing touch with his humanity, which will lead him to do terrible things, you know, to lash out and kill somebody innocent, which is, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. So curious to see what's going to happen. Are we going to get Malbol just showing up soon? Is, is Al going to start getting in touch with who he used to be, or is he going to continue down this path to evolving, changing into something else, something different and maybe it's inevitable, right? Maybe the fact that he has these powers, there's just no way for him to to stay the person that he was. So anyway, I guess we'll find out. So uh, thanks for, for joining us, everybody. Again, hope, hope Rocky's back soon. Uh, we'll let you know. Don't forget the DC Spotlight may be late this week, but we'll, we'll try to get it out on time for you. Uh, tons of great interviews coming up as well. I, I did have, I mention, I think, uh, some, on one of the Spawn Days last week that I was going to have an interview with Jerry Conway. We had a conflict. Jerry couldn't make it. So that's been rescheduled for the end of the month, but it's still coming. But we have tons of other uh, interviews coming, not least of which is the, the Jeremy Adams interview that uh, Rocky and I will be doing, talking about The Flash. We'll also try to get a little, in, little information about the um, the Flashpoint Beyond series that's coming up. I'm sure Jeremy won't be able to say much. It just barely got announced, but we'll, we'll see what he can say. Um, so that's coming up as well. Uh, I also have an interview with Spider-Woman writer Carla Pacheco that's coming up next week. Big bombshell in Spider-Woman last Wednesday, if you had a chance to read it. Um, we'll talk about that uh, as well. So anyway, that's going to do it, everybody. We really appreciate your support as always. And we will talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.